0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Home Recording Made Easy podcast. My name is David Vignola. We are here, episode 11. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me once again. This week, we're going to talk about gear upgrades. Do I really need it? Will it really make a difference in the quality of my mixes and my production? That's a great question. Everybody loves new gear. I love new gear, too. We're going to talk about gear upgrades. And is it really going to make a difference? And I'm going to give you five tips of things to think about before you spend that money on the extra gear. And then we're going to answer a question in this week's mailbag. So, again, get yourself a pad, a pen, a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk about our favorite topic brand new gear in our studios right here on the home recording madeeasy.com podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for coming back for week 11. So this week it's all about gear upgrades. We love our new gear, we love our new plugins, we love our new DAW, we love our new hardware, we all love new gear, right? Let's talk a little bit about it. Gear upgrades, have you convinced yourself that you just need that piece of gear? Yeah, you know, it's not that I really want it, Dave, I need it because if I get it, my music's gonna sound much better. My, my mixes are gonna sound much better, right? Have you had that conversation with yourself or with your spouse recently? (laughs) We all have. I do it every single day. Believe me, I can relate, my friends. We all do it. We all love new gear. We got some extra cash, right? We saw the latest fad on YouTube that will help our recordings and our mixes sound amazing, right? Someone was on YouTube telling you you have to get this piece of gear. You might even see one of my videos that was telling you you got to get this plugin. Although I very rarely say you have to buy anything. There are some plugins where I recommend and say you want to have them as a great utility and your mixing tool bag or toolbox, as it is. But I never say you need to have. You may want to have. The gear make a difference. Yes, the gear does make a difference if you know how to use it. Is it all hype that if you buy really good gear that the, it really doesn't help? No, not really. That's not really true. Gear matters. Engineering skill chops and understanding of how to use the gear or the plugins makes way more of a difference than the gear in and of itself. But the gear does matter. It does on some level. But we saw that thing on YouTube and we have to buy new gear. <laughs> and now we start justifying it to ourselves. Then we justify it to our significant other. And then we get the credit card out of our pocket. We buy that new piece of gear and you get it into your studio And have you ever been a little let down where you go, you know, that guy on YouTube was using it, boy, it sounded much different. I don't know. It didn't really help me the way I thought it was going to help. And then worse than that, two or three weeks later, or after the 30 days that you can't return it anymore, you find yourself selling it at 75% of its original cost on eBay. (laughs) How many of us done that? (laughs) I could tell you stories that make your head spin when it comes to that topic. So we all do that, right? We've all done it. And now we got to be rational because this is part of the studio biz, at, you know, portion of our podcast. Again, talking to you as a home studio business owner, even if you're not really a business owner, but start thinking about it as a business, if you, especially if you want to make money at it one day, if you're not already. We got to look at it as an investment and say, is this new piece of gear really something that I need? Is it really going to help my studio and my studio business and more important, the quality of my work move forward? Okay, that's what we should be asking does it really make sense? So here's an example, okay? You're considering a gear upgrade or a plug-in upgrade. Let's just say plugins. Okay? everyone loves plugins. There's another company that comes out, the 50th company that makes this awesome, I mean this amazing version, the best version ever they say, of the 1176 compressor, right? We all know about the 1176, every freaking company in the world makes one. <laughs> Right. Not only in plugin format, but how many hardware companies do you see nowadays making their version of the 1176 at one third the price of what the Universal Audio 1176 hardware costs? How can that be? You know, the 1176, if you bought it brand new is easily a couple of grand by Universal Audio. You can find five other companies that make their version of it looks exactly the same, has 1176 or 76 somewhere in the name, and they're selling it for 600 bucks. How can that be? How can that possibly be? Is it the same thing? But let's talk about the plugin. So, you're going to buy this new 1176 plugin because it's supposed to be the best. However, you have three others already by <laughs> three different manufacturers. First thing you got to ask yourself is listen, you got to be realistic with yourself. Okay. What you need and what you want for your studio are two different things. Okay, if you're trying to justify whether you need it, you say, is this new 1176 plugin in our example, is it really going to sound any better than the three other 1176s that I already have? Here's the, the long and short of it is no, not really. (laughs) Is it going to sound a little different? Yeah, maybe a little different. Is it going to sound head and shoulders better? Is it going to make your mix sound any better really? The heart of it is no. Okay, take it from someone who has Seven different versions of the eleven seventy six, by Universal Audio, by Waves, by PreSonus. Uh, you know, every I can. That, that's only those. There's three of them. Everyone makes one. I have them all. I've listened to them all. They all sound good. Does one sound better than another? Not really. They all sound a little bit different from each other. Yeah. Is it worth going out and spending that money and buying that extra eleven seventy six in your plugin collection? No, I would tell you no. So you got to think of it like that. Is it really going to matter? You got to have an honest conversation with yourself. Now, if you're just because I want it, Dave, I don't really need it, but I want it. I have the money. Can't I just buy it? Sure. Go ahead and buy it if you want to buy it. But let me give you five tips of things that you should consider before, before you break out the credit card and buy that either redundant piece of gear, like the 1176 plugin, or even a brand new piece of gear that you don't have, that you saw on YouTube and you gotta have it because it's gonna make all the difference in the world. Before you spend that money, first thing, let's talk, we're talking a little bit, we're talking more about mixing, right? So let's talk about mixing to make your mix sound better. Okay, so the first thing I would ask you is, and the first thing you should think about is, you don't like the way your mixes are coming out, okay? You're not really thrilled with it, and that's why you're looking at this new piece of gear. Okay, first question. Do you have adequate acoustic treatment in your studio or in your mixing space? We talked about this on last week's episode, acoustic treatment. Mix translation. The mix doesn't translate. Mix doesn't sound as good as you thought it was going to sound. Or it sounds great in my studio, and I bring it out to the car, and it sounds like garbage. Well, you may not have the right acoustic treatment, if you have any at all, or not the proper amount or properly placed acoustic treatment. Again, go back and listen to episode 10 and learn all about that. But that's step one. You don't like the mixes that you have. First thing I want to know is, do you have the right acoustic treatment so you can hear accurately what is coming out of your studio speakers so you make good EQ decisions and compression decisions, but mostly EQ? Okay. Do you have second, number two, tip number two, next question. Do you have a good set of studio monitors or headphones? A good set of studio monitors. Again, we talked a little bit about this last week. I'm going to reiterate it again because we're talking about mixing and you have to go buy this new piece of gear to get a better mix. Well, before we do that, do you have acoustic treatment? Second, do you have a good set of monitors? Now, what do I mean by good? I talk about this all the time with people, and this is where I said a little earlier in the show that the gear does matter to some degree, the quality of the gear. I see a lot of people go out, spend a ton of money on a computer, by hundreds of dollars, some thousand dollars. Of dollars on plugins by Universal Audio, Universal Audio Rigs. They have all these. Some of them will also be working in a hybrid mode where they'll have not only plugins, but then they'll use a bunch of hardware gear, you know, with a patch bay, 500 series gear. A lot of people mix in a hybrid way. They spend, ten, you know, could be tens of thousands of dollars on equipment. And then you know what they do? They buy a $500 pair of powered monitors and they can't understand why their mixes don't sound good. Well, part of the reason could be because you don't know how to use the gear. You don't have good mixing, uh, you know, foundation training and all that. But let's set that aside. But in other words, they go on, they spend all the money on all this expensive equipment and they put it through a $500 set of speakers and they want to know why the mixes don't sound great. Well, although you can buy a good pair, you can buy inexpensive, I should say, pair of monitors for, you know, powered monitors today run anywhere from $200 a pair up to thousands of dollars a pair. And I tell people all the time, look, if you don't have a halfway decent set of monitors that you're listening back this mix on in a well acoustically treated space, all the wicked preamps and plugins and hardware compressors and EQs and all that fancy gear doesn't mean anything because you're not going to hear what's coming out of those speakers accurately. You're not going to hear the mix accurately. You're going to make bad decisions with all that fancy gear and plugins and the mix isn't going to sound great when it leaves your studio, if it ever sounds great at all. So make sure if you're going to spend money on your studio, every decision you make is what you hear in those speakers. Get yourself a good set of speakers. Now, again, what does that mean, Dave? Good. How much should I spend? Well, it's really all depends. There's many companies out there. They all make good quality products today. You know, brand names, KRK, Focal, Mackie, JBL. There's others. For a decent set of studio monitors, powered studio monitors, you're probably looking in the neighborhood of $1,000 a pair, meaning $500 a speaker. Okay, $500 a speaker will get you a good set of speakers. That's a thousand bucks for a pair. Before you go out and buy yourself some hardware and spend that kind of money, do you have a good set of monitors? Okay, and again, assuming we're talking about and you have the right acoustic treatment in the room as well. Okay, so those things kind of go hand to hand. Okay, so acoustic treatment and monitors. Don't put up a great amount of acoustic treatment and get yourself the cheapest set of monitors you can get. Bad idea, okay, so that's tip number two. Do you have a good set of monitors or if you don't want to spend that money on the monitors because budget is an issue for all of us? So I'm gonna use a good set of mixing headphones in its place. A good set of mixing headphones you can have for about five, four to six hundred dollars for a good set of mixing headphones, which is cheaper than buying a thousand dollar pair of monitors and you don't need to worry about acoustic treatment. What kind of headphones? Well, brand names like Focal, Sennheiser. Uh, I think there's other. Those are the two that I that I know uh, well. KRK probably makes a really good set of headphones as well. Again, if you click the link in the description box or in the show notes below and go out to sweetwater.com, just just search on their website mixing headphones. Again, you'll find a really good set of mixing headphones and you can read the reviews. For 4 to 600 bucks, you can get a killer set of headphones. That'll save you some money from buying speakers and acoustic treatment, and it'll make sure that you have a good listening environment in the headphones to make good mixing decisions. That is more important than buying a, a fancy plug-in or a piece of gear, okay? So that's the next thing. Tip number three. If we're talking about recording, getting good recordings, which then you have to mix. Do you have a good mic, and do you have good mic cables? Here's one that you, I can't even believe again. we'll go back to the analogy where they spend all this money on this gear. get this thousand dollar microphone so assume we get a really great microphone and they go out and they buy a nine dollar XLR cable, you know that's noisy that degrades the sound. Cables is one of the most overlooked things in a studio. If you're recording, do you have a decent microphone? Again, doesn't mean it has to be a thousand bucks. but depending on what you're recording, do some research. Do you have a decent microphone? Do you have good microphone cables? Okay, I use a combination of monster cables and Mogami, mostly Mogami cables, they're expensive. A 20 foot or, a, or excuse me, a 10 foot Mogami cable XLR will cost you 50, 60 bucks, it'll last a lifetime. High quality, low noise, good set of microphone cables. Same thing with instrument cables. Make sure you get yourself quality cables. Don't chintz out on the cables. It does make a difference. Again, your system is only as good as your weakest link. That's tip number four. The what is the weakest link in your studio? That's where you want to spend the money before you go buy the redundant 1176 plugin or go buy that fancy piece of hardware that you saw someone use on YouTube because if the, if you, that stuff does no good if you have a really gaping hole or a very weak link in your recording and mixing chain. Super important, okay? So tip number four, what is the weakest link in your studio? Okay, and then the last tip, tip number five, Maybe you just need to become better at using what you already have, okay? Training. We talked about that a few episodes ago. I can't remember the episode number, but you can look it up. I called it investing in your craft, investing in yourself. Training. You want to be a good mixing engineer? Can we'll use mixing as an example. Well, do you take training on mixing or have you learned everything yourself? Where are you in your mixing journey? Have you bought any training courses? Home recording made easy. There's a uh, 50 of them, <laughs> right? Beginner, intermediate, advanced courses. Doesn't need to be through me. Go to your favorite instructor. This is not just a sales pitch. Go to your favorite instructor. Get some training. Make sure you understand how to use the plugins, the hardware, and the gear that you already have before you go out and just buy something, okay? Because just because you buy and spend a bunch of money doesn't make a good recording, doesn't make a good mix, okay? So those five things are the things you should ask yourself first before you burn a hole in your credit card, Number one, do you have adequate acoustic treatment? Number two, do you have good monitors or good headphones? Number three, do you have a good microphone and microphone cables? Number four, what is the weakest link in your studio from a gear perspective? Maybe you should upgrade there first. And number five, which maybe should be number one, to be honest, before you even spend any money. Maybe you just need to be, become better at what you already have and maybe some training. If you keep those five things in mind and really be honest with yourself, You'll find that when you do spend money on gear, whether it's hardware, plugins, combination of both, that you will benefit greatly from it because you'll make better purchasing decisions based on the five tips that we just talked about. Okay, so I hope you found that helpful. Again, rewind the podcast, listen to it again, write down those five things and really think hard before you decide that you need, need, and I put that in air quotes, I know you can't see me, need a piece of gear. Will it make a difference? You keep those five things in mind and you'll be able to answer that question honestly and you will make better purchases. So now let's go over to this week's mailbag and let's answer a question from one of our faithful listeners and followers. Head on over to the mailbag. Okay, this week's mailbag comes in, question comes in from one of our listeners, Raphael Tornino. I hope I said that right. Tornino, I think is the last name. If I haven't, Raphael, I apologize. His question was this, lends perfectly to this week's topic. Hi, Dave. What is your opinion on the SSL channel strip? Um, uh, What is your opinion on which SSL channel strip is the best? I have the Waves from several years ago, and I see that you have a demo many other companies' versions. I want to upgrade mine and not sure which one to buy. Any advice? Thanks. Well, this is perfect. Okay, so you have the Waves SSL channel strip, which is a great channel strip, by the way. It's one of the older ones. It's been on the market the the longest, I think. Uh, Some of the demos that you're probably referring to, Raphael, is the Universal Audio channel strip, as well as some of the ones by Plugin Alliance, I think, were the other ones that I did. Um, And they're all great. So again... Kind of leans in or lends itself to this week's question. You know, you want to upgrade it, but you're not sure which one to buy. My first question to you, Raphael, is why do you want to upgrade it? What makes you think that the other SSL ones are any better? Now, the first thing is with this, you don't have to spend the money. You could demo it for free, any one of those companies, and see if you really like it. And I would encourage you to do that. Maybe you will find a slight sound difference. Now, coming from someone who actually owns all of these and has actually tested them all, and in your case, you're looking at SSL, and I have a two-video, two-part video 2 video series on YouTube that I did in 2019, the SSL Shootout, and we shot out all these SSL plugins. And in the end, what did we really find? I really found that most of them sound very, very similar to each other. They should, they're all emulations of an SSL console. Now, each one of these plugins will emulate a different version of the SSL console, and so they're gonna be slightly different, and I mean subtly. And that doesn't mean that you wouldn't want to have one plugin that emulates a 4000G versus a 9000J. They do sound a little different, but overall, they sound very similar. Okay. So if you're writing in and asking the question that you feel that you're not getting a good mix from the Waves plugin, And by upgrading to a different manufacturer, your mixes are going to sound better. That kind of, you know, kind of is what we're talking about this week. Not necessarily. May sound a little different. But is your problem really that you don't like the sound of the SSL by Waves? Or is your problem is maybe you're not using it to its most effectiveness? Is that the right word? (laughs) Maybe you're not using it most effectively. And maybe that's why it doesn't, you know, maybe you're not thrilled with it, I don't know. But what I would tell you to do, Raphael, is to tell you go out and demo these other plugins for free because you could do that for free and check them out in ABM for yourself. You can also watch my YouTube video, where I do a two-part video series. And I think we looked at five or six different versions of the SSL um, and they all sound similar and they all sound great. And by the way, the Waves one that you're using and is an amazing plugin. Lots of hit records were made with that plugin in the mix. I've used it dozens and dozens and dozens of times and I like it. And if I had to choose one SSL channel strip plugin from which manufacturer would I choose? I think I in the plug-in shootout, I actually chose the one by SSL themselves, Solid State Logics native SSL plugin, which again is an emulation of a different console than the other ones that we're talking about. But that one seemed to have the most um depth and pleasant sounding to my ear personally, which is very, very subjective. <laughs> So again, you can check out their plugin as well. And I guess you can demo that one, I think for about a week, go check them out, demo them and see, but don't fall into the trap of just getting another SSL channel strip that all of a sudden your mix is going to sound vastly better. Cause that's not the case. It will sound a little bit different, but if you don't have a good mixing foundation, and I'm sure you do, Raphael, if you're a listener of mine, you probably have some of my training courses, which mean you're, means you're, uh, you're on your way, but just be sure that your problem isn't you and it's the plugin or if you just want a different flavor because you just want something a little different than the ssl one that you have then i would suggest maybe not looking at an ssl channel strip raphael look at a different one look at a neve channel strip look at an api channel strip that will sound much different than the ssl and you might find that you like the tone of that even better than the ssl look at the waves abbey road stuff Okay, look at the red consoles. Look at the TG12345 consoles. Those sound way different than the SSL. And maybe that's something that you want and you just don't know it. But the good thing about plugins, you could demo all of them for free. And you can check out a ton of YouTube videos. And I have demos on all these plugins I just mentioned. And you can make a decision for yourself on which one you really like. And if you really do need to upgrade, or maybe you just want a different flavor, or maybe you just need to get better at the one you have. So Raphael, I hope that answers your question and I hope it helps you make a better informed decision. And I want to thank everyone for listening to this entire podcast. So as I said at the beginning of the show. I want to give you a couple of free gifts. Again, if this is your first time here and you've never listened to one of my podcasts or you don't even know who Home Recording Made Easy is, thank you so much for joining. First and foremost, hit that thumbs up and give me a nice review if you could. That really helps me on this podcast and encourages me to keep doing more of these episodes if you guys are really digging them. But I want you to go out to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and right on the homepage, I want to give you all five free mixing training courses. It's my gift to you just for think just for visiting home recordingmadeeasy.com. It's about 200 dollars worth of training, absolutely free. And while you're there, if you want to purchase one of my other training courses, and there's many of them on the website, everything from recording, mixing, mastering, compression, EQ, blah, 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 I want to give you 30% off. Any one of my training courses, all you have to do is use the coupon code podcast30. That's podcast30. Use it at checkout, it takes 30% off. Any one of my training courses. And last but certainly not least, and we're talking about mixing and plugins this week, if you really want to learn the craft of mixing, in a very non-technical way, by the way, perfect for beginners and intermediates, I encourage you to take a look at mixingmadeeasy.net and see what I have going on over there. It's very self-explanatory, and if you have any questions, you can always email me via the website. And until next week's podcast, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com mixingmadeeasy.net, and I will see you all next week. Thanks so much, everybody, and take care.